Hello, Sawona, how's it? Molo, Jumbo, and welcome to Every Nation Devon Podcast. We hope this message will inspire you and draw you closer to Christ. Enjoy. Which should be all of us. We'll know how much um, peace, how important peace is, and how elusive peace is. Um, for, so, so just before I carry on, um, this morning we're going to do something a bit different. I've asked Ndo and Gwetaba to come up and help me preach, uh, but they're going to do it through their instruments. Um, so I'm, pre- I'm, pe- I'm preaching about an inner peace, peace this morning. Inner peace. Not chicken licking. <laughs> inner peace. <laughs> peace for you as an individual. <laughs> So these guys, um, they, they're just going to play a song of peace. Whenever they feel it, they're just going to minister peace um, into this place. So don't get distracted by them. The, their music is going to f- flow with what I'm doing anyway, and they, they, they sound awesome. Um, yeah, so as I was saying, peace is an elusive thing um, to find. Um, if you have siblings, then you'll know how hard it was growing up with siblings i have um six i've i have five of them i'm the sixth one sorry i'm used to just saying the six of us now when i'm thinking about how many siblings i have i can't count myself <laughs> yep so so with, with 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 that you can imagine um that sometimes i'd, I'd, I'd store my food away like with my meat you know, I love meat. So I'd eat maybe all the rest, of, all the food and then leave my meat because now I'm full and I want to eat my meat when I'm ready, you know. So I'll put my meat away. Go away. I forget about it. I come back when I'm ready for this meat. And you know, when you're thinking about something and you're going to eat it, you're already salivating in your mind. You're already eating it. It's already there. And then you get there when you left it. Where is my meat? <laughs> you know those moments in movies when everything freezes and then someone just screams almost like an out-of-body experience? <laughs> Sometimes that's what happens. Um, my brother used to do that to me a lot. Sometimes he'd even take my food while I'm eating it. <laughs> yeah, he's an older brother. That's what we get. <laughs> And then also, I, I, I remember my sisters, whenever they were cleaning, um, so my sister would clean, and she, the, the house would be very um, clean and spotless, and then I was young, and then I'd come in, um, and I'd just throw stuff all over the place, you know? And she's just clean, so she's in her room, when she comes out, she comes into the kitchen, and it's a mess, and she's just cleaned it, you know, and that stole her peace. Um, and also, if you, if you work with people, you know, in your company where you work, if there's people there, then you'll know that peace is something that can evade you and can escape you sometimes. You know, when you're on, on a deadline and you ask someone to do something or to send you something, and then the thing doesn't come. Eish. And you on the day, so now you are... I'm deprived because of that. Um, so there's a lot of different 
things, um, and I haven't even started to speak about those who are married. <laughs> or if you have a housemate, or if you have a housemate or a roommate, um, and then there's a, there, there's a lot of um, uh, um, familiar ones, like toothpaste. You know, I like my toothpaste to be squeezed from the bottom, you know. Don't just touch my toothpaste anyway. <laughs> but then sometimes someone will just come and like grab it like this. And you can even see, you know, and then you're just like, what's going on? By the way, my wife doesn't do that. She, she's very good with the toothpaste. God knew what I needed in my life. <laughs> and then sometimes um, there's those people who like to keep everything neat and tidy. So if you're in the kitchen and you're making food, every time you open the cupboard, you need to close it immediately. Even if you're still going to be taking some stuff from there, you, you, you need to keep it closed and then open it. Yeah, you see, some of you, are <laughs> you need to keep the cupboard closed until you, you need to open it again. But, but some of us are just like, ah, I leave this thing open. I'm still busy. <laughs> and then someone else's peace <laughs> is gone. Um, yeah, so there's a lot, there's a lot of um, little things that, that irritate us, you know. And there's also big things. But even the little things irritate us and can steal our peace. Um, I remember this week that I, I actually misplaced my phone on thursday we were having growth plan here so i had no idea where i'd put it um i made tea wait for me for about 10 minutes looking for it all over i couldn't find it um but i I never understood how much peace losing my phone would have i'm ashamed to admit this (laughs) but that night i was i was it was hard to sleep. I, was, I kept on thinking, where could it be? What did I do with it? Did someone take it? Did I leave it at the office? Did I, could I not find it? You know, and it was, it was a thing that went on and on and on. Um, and, it, it, and it dawned on me that loss really takes away your peace. And that's what I'm, I, I want to talk about this morning. How certain losses in our lives actually take away our peace and the promise of jesus is that peace be on the earth you know when jesus was was born peace was declared on the earth if you look at luke 2 verse 14 it says glory in the highest and on earth peace and goodwill to all men so when he came he was a declaration of peace but then sometimes we we might ask ourselves, what does this peace look like? Because some of us have already received Christ and we've already, you know, but there's still these things that come um, in our lives. Um, but I'd like to show you some pictures this morning. Um, there's a couple of pictures and, those, okay, you can stay on that one, Di. So the story goes like this. There was a guy who, who wanted to know what picture would best depict um, peace. So he, he made a competition, and during this competition, he asked a lot of artists to come in and present, uh, sorry, and to submit um, what they thought represented peace. You know, and then he, he got a lot of pictures like this. And then you can go to the next one, Diane. And there's, you know, like these quiet settings where 
everything is peaceful. Imagine sitting there and just letting the, the day come in. You know, so peaceful. It just says that, that you, you just want to go there. You know, when you see that picture, there's something in you that says, take me there. <laughs> and then there's another one, which looks really glorious. Look at that. Imagine being there. Have you heard, ever heard a hop when it goes? That thing is just purely magical. Um, imagine being in that setting and listening to that music. So much peace. <laughs> but then none of these like pictures or pictures like these won, but this particular one actually won. And if you, if you can look at that, peace is not the first emotion that comes to you. Maybe chaos. <laughs> Maybe what's going on here? Confusion. Um, and then there's, a, there's another one. Do you put in the close-up, Diane? If you look there, there's a, there's a bird. In the middle of all of that chaos, the waterfall, the, there's a bird in the, ne- in the nest there. And that bird is sitting there over its chicks or over its eggs. It's not fluttering around. It's not, and it's, it's overcast over there. Normally you'd, you'd think peace would be like clear blue skies, but there it looks like it's thundering and there's a waterfall, there's a water gushing. You know, it's a noisy environment. But that picture over there, represents the peace that I want to talk about this morning. Not when the waterfalls and the gushing waters are taking away, not when the, there's clear blue skies, but peace despite the chaos around you, peace despite everything that's going on around you, peace despite the loss. If you, if you read John 20, verse 19 to 23, it says, Then the same day at evening, being the first day of the week, when the doors were shut, where the disciples were assembled, for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood in the midst of them and said, Peace be with you. When he said this, he showed them his hands and his side. Then the disciples were glad when they saw the Lord. So the Lord said to them again, Peace to you. As the Father has sent me, I also send you. And when he had said this, he breathed on them and said, Receive the Holy Spirit. Excuse me. If you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven them. And if you retain the sins of any, they are retained. So this setting now goes to when Jesus had died and then was resurrected. So the scene when he died was that these guys had experienced loss. They had lost a teacher, they had lost a friend, they had lost a confidant, they had lost a, you know, they had lost a Messiah. And, and he was gone. And the scripture talks about the fact that they were found in a room. And this room was shut because they were scared. And they were sitting there. 
These are guys who were every day on the move with Jesus. Every day declaring things. Every day pushing boundaries. And then what happens when they encounter loss? When they encounter loss, they're no longer active. They're no longer out there. They're no longer pushing these boundaries. Because their peace has been taken away by the loss. And sometimes that can, that can happen in our own lives. Um, you know, like the, the, the example of the phone that I was talking about. I, I didn't really have peace because I kept on thinking about it. I kept on wondering. I kept on trying to solve it. I kept on trying. And I can imagine these disciples were like, we've spent so much of our time following this guy. Were we wrong? Is this the end? Is this how it's supposed to be? What is going to happen of us? Are we going to end up dead like him now? So much was playing on his mind. And sometimes we can have that when we've experienced loss. When we've experienced loved ones who have passed away. A father, a, a mother, a child, a cousin, a sister, a grandmother, a friend. And you know, loss comes because of typically two things. Um, it comes because of sin, um, which manifests itself in evil. Um, a, 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 an, an easy example is I, I can come and as Sandile is walking into a, an alleyway, I can stop him, grab him by the neck, <laughs> uh, he, he thinks I wouldn't be able to do it. Luckily for him, he'll never find out. <laughs> and I could take something that belongs to him, something that's valuable to him. I could take his belongings, or I could take his life. You know, so that, 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 that is sin, that is evil. And that brings loss. You know, so sometimes we look at this chaos around us and we ask ourselves, what is the cause of this? And the first one typically is sin, something that we do ourselves. But then there's another scenario where you find people where there's an earthquake, for instance, and then people experience loss, loss of life, loss of belongings, loss of just stuff. You know, who do you then blame there? Because no one actually came and said, earthquake. <laughs> but the, the, second, the second way that loss typically comes is because we, we live in a fallen world. Um, when, when Adam and Eve disobeyed God, they brought a curse into the earth. And you can see this even with little children. Little children are not good, guys. They're not innocent. I know they look it, and I think God made them that way so we can actually love them and not, and not yeah. So we can love them, take care of them, feed them, because they are hard work. <laughs> we love them, but they are hard work. But they, they, they're, not, they're not innocent. They're not very nice. <laughs> they're not. You, you have to teach them to be nice. You have to teach them to be kind. You have to teach them not to be selfish. Children, before they even walk, before they can even speak, 
they're already calculating. The first thing they usually realize is that if I cry, then I get whatever I want. <laughs> and once they've realized that, and then you let them get everything they want once they cry, they will always just cry. Whenever they want something, <laughs> How's that for being manipulating? Who teaches them that? No one. <laughs> because we're born into a fallen world. <laughs> the sinful nature just comes out of us, you know? And also in the world that is around us, the sinful nature has made it so that disaster and all of these other things are prevalent and they are there. So typically that's how loss comes about. But it doesn't make it any easier to deal with, does it? We can, we can have a, a mental understanding of, oh, okay, this is what's happening behind the scenes. But when it actually comes to you, no matter how much scripture you know, no matter how much your peace just gets taken away. If you, if you think about these guys that were sitting there, they were in a shut room or door. The door was shut behind them. They, it was locked. They were scared. And sometimes shame comes upon us when we... You think about someone who's lost a job. Maybe they the breadwinner or, you know, and, and now they, they, they want to hide like these disciples. You know, like they're thinking, okay, so what, what are people going to say? What, how's my wife going to look at me? How's, you know, now, now I can't provide. What am I going to tell my kids? And sometimes loss can, can, can bring shame. And shame is the thing that makes you want to hide. It makes you not want to face things. It makes you not want to face your emotions. But Jesus is such a rock star. <laughs> when, he, when he comes in here, he comes into the setting where these guys are, are going through the most. When they're going through all of these emotions. Um, and it says... When it, it, it says he comes into the midst of them. That's the first thing that the scripture says. And I, I, I found that to be profound. Because to me, being in the midst, being really among you, almost in the center of you, almost wherever you are. Because I've, I've been to, 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 to houses where they've experienced loss of a person or a loved one. And typically when you're there, you come in, no one wants to go sit in the middle. Everyone tries to find a corner somewhere where they're where they far. Typically, we don't really want to speak in those situations where people have experienced loss. We don't really want to be the one who has to stand up and say, you know what, everything is going to be okay. But Jesus doesn't come in and, and wait at the door or, or sit around. He comes into the midst of them. He comes into the forefront of that, of that situation. He comes in and he stands up. He says he stood in the midst of them. You know, so he stands with authority. He stands and he's saying, you know what? I'm in control and I'm in charge and I know how this is going to pan out. And his words are, peace be with you 
So Jesus came and he, 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 he's actually a gospel of peace. The Bible calls him the prince of peace. So these guys are going through this loss. But then he comes in in the midst of them. And he says, peace be with you. And I'd like us to, to just explore this peace a little bit. What kind of peace is he talking about? Is he talking about those first three pictures? Or is he talking about the last one? If you look at if you look at John 14 verse 27 it says peace I live with you my peace I give to you not as the world gives do I give to you let not your heart be troubled troubled neither let it be afraid peace I live with you my peace I give to you not as the world gives do I give to you let not your heart be troubled Neither let it be afraid. So he was talking about a different type of peace. He wasn't talking about moments of peace. Where if we in a certain surrounding. Or if the environment around us is in a certain way. Then peace is the order of the day. Tranquility, calm. He was, he was talking about the fact that there's times... Where if you are sitting in the midst of trouble, in the midst of loss, in the midst of heartache, there is a peace that transcends all understanding. Philippians 4 verse 7 says, And the peace of God which transcends all understanding will guard your heart and mind through Christ Jesus. So when he says, peace I give to you, not like the world gives, he's talking a peace that's, that transcends all understanding. My understanding is, I've lost a loved one. My understanding is, I've lost money. My understanding is, I've lost something. But his peace transcends all of that. Whatever is playing on your mind and won't go away, Whatever is making you want to hide. Whatever is making you want to go away and not be seen. And not be able to face people. I know sometimes we, we, we make light of, of breakups. You know, in relationships. Or in, in marriages. Sometimes, well, we don't really make light of the ones in marriages. But we sometimes make light of relationships where people weren't married. Um, but there's deep emotional loss that comes in those situations. And God is even talking about those situations, that this is my peace that transcends all understanding. No matter what has happened, my peace stands. If you look at Philippians 4, verse 8 to 9, it says, Finally, brethren, Whatever things are true, whatever things are pure, whatever things are just, whatever things are noble, whatever things are lovely, whatever is of good report, if there's any virtue or anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. And in verse 9 it says, and the God of peace will be with you. 
So this is the kind of peace that I'm talking about. Can you see that this is a lifestyle? Can you see that this peace lives with you? And it's not just a moment-to-moment type of peace. Finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are of good report, whatever things are lovely, if there's any virtue or anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. You, you ask, how am I supposed to meditate on good things when my peace is being stolen by this thing and that's the only thing I can and think about? And the answer is, is worship. Worship. Worship is that act that rechannels your focus. And then it rechannels your direction. It rechannels your emotion. It rechannels your spirit. So you're in a place where you're meditating on all these things which have stolen and, and this loss. And then Jesus says, no, 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 no. Look at, look, look at what I'm going to do through this. Look at who I am. So when we find ourselves in worship of God, we start thinking about his goodness. We start thinking about how he saves. We start thinking about how he works everything for the good, for those who are loved by him. We start thinking about how he's in control. There's a, there's a Hebrew word um, for peace, which is called shalom. Shalom has a has a peaceful ring to it. Shalom. <laughs> Shalom. <laughs> sounds it sounds kind. For me, it just sounds warm. It just sounds inviting. Shalom. <laughs> and shalom is taken from the root uh, word of shalom, which means to be safe in mind, body, or estate. It means a complete fullness. Or a wholeness that encourages you to give back. And it, that is so powerful. Because the second time Jesus says, Peace to you as the Father has sent me, I also send you. Jesus came and he recognized that there was a loss. And that peace was taken away. First of all, that's what he wanted to address. That you are not feeling well that you are hurt that you are you, you, yeah that spiritually you might be broken but after he acknowledges that he says okay now this peace that I'm giving to you really works in a way that you can function at optimum level even though you have encountered loss and he's saying, as the Father has sent me, I am also sending you. That sounds to me like, okay, now I know you've, you're hurt, but you need to get up and go. Because I'm still doing things. And I'm still 
bringing peace to other people. And then he, the third time he talks about peace is when Thomas, who wasn't there when this first encounter happened. So Thomas comes and then they tell him what had happened, that Jesus was there. And because he didn't see Jesus himself with his own eyes, I don't believe this. I would have to see it first in order to believe it. And then eight days later, Jesus comes back and he says, he starts off the same way. He says, peace be with you. And then he makes him feel his wounds and on his hands and on his, on his side. And then Thomas really believes that it's him. And I think this sense of knowing who Jesus is comes in actually getting to know him, in actually touching those wounds. And that's where peace is. In that relationship with him, where he is closer than anything, where you can touch on him. And that brings that break of whatever is holding on to you, that brokenness of spirit, that lack of peace, that chaos. Shalom refers to nothing missing and nothing broken. It refers to a state of being. It ignores what's happening around you. It ignores what has happened. But it lifts you up in the midst of that. And this morning, that, is, that was my prayer for us. That God can deposit this peace over us. Supernatural peace. Shalom. Nothing missing, nothing broken. Everything together. I know we've encountered some of the things or even others that I've, I've mentioned here. But this morning... We, we want to minister that peace to you. And our prayer is that God will give you a supernatural peace which transcends all understanding. On Sunday, we'll, we'll actually be talking about how Jesus came to bring peace into the world. Um, but today, this peace that we're going after is your own peace. So peace into your, in your own life. Um, you know what has been going on. Maybe it's something that's recent that steals your peace. Maybe it's something that happened a long time ago when you were a child. And that's still stealing your peace even today. And maybe some of you might be somewhere in between long ago and recently. John 14 verse, verse 3. Jesus said, this is before he was actually crucified. He was telling his disciples it was going to happen. Just like we, we know it's going to happen. He says, and if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself, 
that where I am, there you will, you may be also. And in verse 19, it says, And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself, that where I am, there you will be also. While we are here, our peace will happen during that chaos. But he says, you know what? I'm not leaving you here forever. I am coming to fetch you. And where I will take you, you will experience those first pictures where even in the environment is peaceful. Where everything is saying, you know what? Peace, 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 calm, tranquility. A little while longer and the world will see me no more. But you will see me because I live. And you will live also. Sin brings death. But the peace of God transcends that. Into eternity. Not just here, but into eternity. And that's his plan for us. That we will experience this peace without limits. And he calls us into that relationship of saying, you know what, God, I am your child. And that is our promise for eternity. His plan goes beyond just giving us an environment which exudes tranquility. He gives us tranquility in spite or despite of the chaos. Won't you rise to your feet? ask these guys to just minister peace so how that works is they know how to play piano they know how to play drums but when God inspires a melody of peace in them then they start playing that and I'd just like us to take some time right now and let God do his work And just listen to the music. If you hear a song of peace rising up inside of you, you can pray. You can sing it. If you feel prayer rising up inside of you, you can just start praying. sometimes silence can become a bit awkward in our day-to-day lives but I'd just like to keep quiet during this time and let God speak into your life it reminds you of a scripture open your Bible and read that
Father, we pray your supernatural peace over us this morning. Right now, Lord God, pray, touch each and every one of us, oh God. Lord, we pray, Lord, where there's turmoil, that you may bring calm. Where the seas are raging, Father God, that your peace be still. May quiet those raging waters inside of us. Lord, we revisit even the, the wrongs of the past this morning. And we pray for your peace. And we declare that from today on, it will bother us no more. It will keep us in shame no longer. It will keep us from hiding. Jesus was talking about this peace. He said, peace I live with you. Not as I, not as the world gives to you, but as I give. And how he gives his peace is he, the Prince of Peace, will come and dwell in you and make his dwelling place in you. where the Holy Spirit is around you, where Jesus lives inside of you. And the same power that raised him from the, from the grave now lives in you. And that is an invitation to us if we've never committed ourselves to this, if we've never committed ourselves to following him and living for him and having that peace live inside of us. I'd like to encourage you if that's you and you've never committed your life to him and I'm talking about this piece but you don't know how this comes because all you see is chaos maybe in the house that you live in you never find peace maybe in the office that you work in you never find peace Or there's certain people that when they call, like your, your, your blood pressure just rises up. Steal all your peace. No more, Lord. No more, Jesus. We break that right now in the name of Jesus. If there's anyone who wants to give their life to Christ, who wants to commit their, their lives to him, to experience this eternal peace and even the supernatural peace. Won't you just lift up your hand where you are? Just lift up your hand. Nice, boldly up so, so I can see. never committed their lives to him okay. I'm going to open up the altar and I'd like anyone 
people feels like they like prayer. Um, they're in a place where they're really struggling with getting their peace. There's chaos, there's turmoil inside. They've suffered a loss. If that's you and you'd like prayer, won't you just come forward? We'd like to pray with you. Sometimes these are things that you've never ever shared with anyone. And so they remain in you all this time. And they just hit away at your peace. Just hit away at your peace. They just hit away at your peace. They just take it away. Can we have some leaders just come up and pray with them? Let it overflow, 
Let it overflow. Thank you for your peace. Thank you for your peace. Huh? someone that you're not really familiar with and uh, I want you to share a thing that has stolen your peace over the past week or the past little while it could be the smallest thing as losing your cell phone you know to the biggest as losing a job or whatever but you know whoever you're not very familiar with that doesn't know what you're going through and you can just share that for a little while and now let's pray for each other take some time to pray for each other and it's in Let's encourage each other. If you, if you feel like God is giving you a scripture, please do. I know, I know you might feel a little bit uncomfortable with that, but this is church, so <laughs> yeah. Thank you for tuning in. For more messages like these and other resources, you can visit our website at endurban.org. Remember to subscribe to our podcast channel to stay up to date with the latest sermon. Be blessed.